This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. So welcome back. I have Chris Wolpert with me again, and uh, we're going to dive into a couple topics that um, employers should probably hopefully be listening in. How you doing, Chris? Uh, good, Butch. Thanks for having me back again. Looking forward to this uh, this next conversation we're about to have. Yeah, and uh, hopefully everybody that's listening uh, could dive into this as well. Um, the first topic we're going to talk about the stuff we do every single day about controlling healthcare costs, right? And so the workplaces driving, you know, premiums through the roof and, and the status quo's out there where the renewals come in and maybe, you know, the broker goes back and negotiates a few points and then he's the hero of the day and uh, and then right back at it and then they pay their premiums for a year and more, you know, the, the cycle repeats itself over and over again. And so there's a lot of things that go into it. And I guess in 2023 that we're recording this podcast, have you seen more of the same? Like are some of these groups that you're evaluating for renewals mid-year, are they still going through the same cycle of these cost increases and they're blindfolded by what what's driving the metric other than, I always quick quotes, the cost of services in the area have gone up. So therefore premiums right. have to go up. So we're in different regions, but what are you seeing on the West Coast? Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a lot of the same. You know, medical trend is still the excuse that every broker likes to 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 give their clients and stuff like that. And um this past year was, you know, we we saw a lot of pretty high renewals uh for for January of twenty-three here. So be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, you know, you'd think you know, um you and I have been at this kind of trying to build these modernized kind of healthcare plans that are um uh, that are that are customized and that are eliminating deductibles and driving up quality and all those kinds of things. And you know, I, I, you you would think at some point there's going to be some major traction, but yeah, we're still you know we're still working with for the by and large mostly early adopters, right? There's not a lot of groups out there that are building plans this way, and that's where it becomes a huge competitive advantage for these groups that have not only. Are they improving uh, their, the financial performance of their of their plans? Um, but they're also eliminating um, out-of-pocket expenses for their employees um, and and bringing their their premiums down, you know, through that that process as well. So, you know, it's it's interesting. I think that um, we we may start to see that more now um, because this this last renewal cycle was the first kind of ugly one that we saw since COVID started. So. I think that uh, the the deck has been reshuffled, and now they're starting to um, uh, they're starting to deal. So now we've got you know some employers that maybe some of those out there that um, were more uh, hurt than helped by COVID are um, are going to need to do something now, right? Before it was like, yeah, it'd be nice to do that. It seems like you know far too different than what we're used to. We like having this logo on our cards. We, you know, we're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're just comfortable with the status quo because they think there's no other way to do it, right? And that's mm-hmm. really the biggest thing that we see. And and as as I'm sure that's taking place all across the country. I know you, um, obviously you you've got clients around the country in different regions and things like that as well. And and so do I. And so yeah, it's the same. A lot of the same stuff that we keep seeing. A lot of the same excuses. A lot of the same tired habits that that uh, haven't done anything to help control these costs and again i think you know it's it's not 
um, a CFO or an HR director's fault. They've just been conditioned for years and years, if not decades now, to just think there's nothing they can do about it, right? They just have to take the least bad option, shop the market, right? And then just take whatever is the the, the lowest cost, right? That's that's going to keep the, you know, make sure that their employees are still going to be able to see the same doctors and so on and so forth. For sure. Yeah. You mentioned the word conditioned. And so I always uh, preach like on, on the podcast or the, and talk about it. the industry taught employers how to purchase their own health insurance. And now mm-hmm. you have to, now you, we have to unwind it. Right. And so people are loyal to their current broker. A lot of times these brokers have been uh, insurance advisors, whatever you want to call them. Uh, uh, they, they've been in the industry for 30 something years, right? There's a lot of experience right. there, right? They read a lot of documents, right? And so, but they're old school and they don't, you know, they're not up to speed, but there's, they're afraid of risk. They're afraid that something's not going to work. And of course, that nice comfort that you had mentioned that logo in the uh, on the card in your wallet, right? It gives, I always say loyalty is only one way when it comes to that logo. And so, uh, yeah, it's true, right? They, they, they're they paying claims, but like they, they, there's no loyalty to you. Like they're not saying, hey, hey, you know what? You were doing, your group did a good job this year. You guys managed claims a little bit better than the previous year. We're just going to go ahead and lower your premium the next year. Doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> does not happen. And so uh, now, one of the things that uh, it actually came up recently on another um, webinar that I was doing with uh, he's a fractional CFO, and so we we're in this discussion about cost because you know some of his clients had a couple questions and we were just kind of brainstorming. It wasn't recording at this point, and I was like, well, let me show you something. So I actually pro- brought up a client's claims report. Um, that they get, and this one's an annual one. And so I show it to him and he's like, what is this? And, I, and I'm going through it and and I'm showing him line by line, like prescription cost and ER visits and prescription drugs and like total cost, what was paid in, what's coming out. And he's like, holy smokes, I've never seen this before in my entire life. And we're talking about a guy that's been a fractional CFO for at least five years. He's been with several startups, venture capital startup companies that grew to multi-millions of dollars. And he was either the controller or assistant controller, and he's never seen any of this. And wow. and have you experienced this? I was kind of shocked. I was like, you haven't seen this? Like, are you, you have to at least seen it once. And he's like, no way, man. He's like, you need to get this in front of every CFO in the marketplace because they're not seeing this. They've never seen this. And, and is that surprising to you? No, not at all. Not at all. And it, partly just because what we just talked about, right? They've had, if they've had the same broker, that's the, you know, the business owners, you know, longtime friend, their golfing buddies or fishing or hunting or boating or, um, I don't know, wine tasting, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, so they're, they're, they're friends with these people and they don't really expect that there's anything they can do because that's what they've heard forever. Um, and you know, like you said too, I, you know, is that they are afraid of that, that risk. Right. But, um, I think the other thing too, to keep in mind is that to me, it's a lot more, it's, it's, it's known versus unknown risk. So like a known risk, for example, would be something like, um, uh, you know, when you've got a a medical trend increase that you are expecting to get an eight to 10 to 12% increase each year just because you know that and that's what you've been conditioned to believe was what's to be expected um that doesn't mean you should accept that i mean in my opinion it's like 
why why wouldn't you look for some kind of alternative that's out there? Why wouldn't you try to find something different? Again, that's that that is the, the mentality that that you know the uh, employers are up against in many cases. Where um, or it's it's something like where if you or I were to go to a group mm-hmm. and and talk about some of these things, and this has happened to me, I'm sure it's happened to you too. Sure. We talked about some different things that that we can do and some different tactics that help us control those costs and things like that. And they take that back to their broker and the broker just says, oh, well, that's too risky. And it's just so easy to just dismiss it by saying, well, that's too risky. What they're actually saying is either A, I was unaware of that solution or B, I'm not aware of how to actually implement that. um, Or C, I just haven't wrapped my head around the fact that um, we just bring out, we we trot out the same few carriers every year and and hope that one of them has decent numbers and just kind of pick that one and and get open enrollment going and then you know like i said then at that point it's hey when are we playing golf next or wine tasting next or going boating or fishing or hunting whatever it is um and and for so long you know it was very much a relationship business and i think it still is but the problem is is that until recently there's no kind of results that are expected. It's all around the activity of, oh, we're shopping the market, meaning we're going out and spreadsheeting a bunch of different numbers and that type of thing. Whereas the result really is, okay, what are you doing to help us control or contain our costs? What are you doing to help us find a different way of financing the purchase of healthcare? And so that's really what um, what CFOs and HR directors need to be able to do is to is to start to actually expect results out of the programs that are being being put in place, um, true financial results and 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 quite frankly, um, results that affect the bottom line positively for the first time in this benefits transaction, this employee yeah. uh, you know benefits program you know for the for first sure. time. Ever. So yeah, yeah, and, you, and you're right on key, and I'm sure you've met some of these guys. We're not doing this yet, but some of these pioneers out there in our industry, they're actually um, giving up some of their first year commissions, um, uh, and then bonusing in yeah. the second year based on performance, right? So it's actually a performance based contract, so that way they could uh, put their money where their mouth is, right? And saying, look, if I perform and do this for you, and I tell you, some of these guys, and we've seen it too, where they're uh, on a smaller scale, we've actually seen the healthcare trend go backwards. Like, like it's yeah. not, I mean, it, it, it's definitely the first year savings is big and then it goes backward again, because now they have a claims analysis. They can figure out where things are headed. They can implement programs to help offset risk. Um, and so there's another um, mutual friend of ours, David, he had pointed out multiple times where he talks about there's two components here. You have a funding mechanism and you have an expense mechanism. And a lot of times we focus too much on the funding and we try to manipulate things and get the funding right. And that includes maybe shifting carriers, but we don't control the expense side and the outcome. Right, right. Yeah. And, and so so a lot of times we end up having to do different strategies to help control that expenses or provide employee incentives to lower or eliminate some of that out-of-pocket expenses. Yeah, well, and that really is, that that's the key there. So there, there's a couple things that you just touched on I want to uh, definitely touch on. So the incentives are huge. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute here. But the other thing that you just had mentioned here was, uh, you know, about how you're, you know, too fixated on the funding side of things, right? Yeah. And I, I find mm-hmm. the same thing when, 
Um, you know, there's there's plenty of groups that we talk to that maybe are already self-funded or they're going into self-funding. And, you know, with with that, with changing, with using that contract type, you tend to find yourself um, in a situation where, you know, you're kind of trying to split hairs, you're kind of trying to find a ways to keep those costs down. And they end up focusing too much on those fixed costs, right? Those admin expenses, um, the insurance lines of coverage, the, you know, the, all the PEPMs, the per, per employee per month charges that exist for, for those admin fees and all those fixed expenses. When what you really want to be able to do is, is focus on the claims. That's the variable, right? That's the, that's the one that you can actually potentially have some, some changes in um, and have some fluctuations in is those claims that happen throughout the year. The problem is we don't know how or when or where those claims are going to come from um, mm-hmm. beforehand. But if if we're just focused on the fixed expenses, you're you know you're you're cutting pennies to try and save dollars, and it's never mm-hmm. gonna it's never gonna happen. And frankly, the other part of that too is if you're utilizing the right programs, yeah, some of those are going to have a PEPM, or though you can, you're going to build those into your program, or your broker is going to do that on their back half um mm-hmm. but they're going to build that into your program so if you've got a little bit uh higher fixed fee that's okay if they're saving you on the variable claims aspect of it right so there's a number of things to look at there but you know many times i think that there is this fixation on well our fixed fees are x and we don't want to go above that but it's like hey you're overspending on claims and that's where you know um, that's where a majority of the spend is going. And, uh, and it's, and it's also the area where you can have the biggest impact, um, by, by j- just by simply focusing on, uh, those claims and on those results, like we were just talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other, the, the, what that allows you to do again, going back into the incentive piece of it is a lot of those, those programs that we're sponsoring that we're putting in and baking into our health plans, uh, the reason we're doing that is because they have incentive programs for employees to actually use them. Because we've all seen, and I'm sure you've seen it, Butch, just like I have, there's a great new shiny object, right, that we can roll out and it's going to help every employee and it's going to save them money and it's going to improve the value of the p- program and all these things. And then it's not communicated to employees. They don't understand what it is. They don't understand how to use it. And so, all of this excitement ends up getting lost because there hasn't been any kind of proper communication. There hasn't been um, the the incentives in place for the employees to actually seek out and participate in that aspect of their benefits program, right? And that to me is just, it's a waste. It's a waste of all that momentum and time and money and everything. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely important that the incentives are, are for the first time ever aligned with the employee and thus aligned with the employer. Listen up, Butch wants to give you your own elite benefits playbook and it's absolutely free. From business strategy to benefit strategy, Every step from the start through implementation, account setup, and open enrollment. Working through service requests and the process of renewals. A valuable look at your company, your insurance options, and how to make the process easier on you. Go now to EliteBenefits.net slash playbook and get your free Elite Benefits Playbook. 
or give Butch a call today, 708-535-3006. 